This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I've come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Good evening, everyone, one and all, and welcome to Extra Time uh, Live here on YouTube. And we've got some fantastic guests uh, tonight. We've got uh, Wolves Premier uh, Lord Jason Guy, which we haven't had on for a while, so I'm absolutely delighted to uh, to have him on. Jason always speaks uh, really, really honestly about his feelings, and I'm sure he's got quite a bit to say about the start of the season. We've got uh, Paul, who uh, always gives some very measured comments. We've got Scott, and we've got uh, young Thomas, who made the trip from Peterborough with his dad today uh, and back to watch Wolves uh, lose, obviously. 2 nil uh, to Brentford. I just want to thank uh, the guys that power the show, uh, Spider VPN. If you're interested in getting um, a, a router VPN for your uh, for your home or your business, uh, the link is in the description below. So it's ended up, obviously, Wolves losing at home. And if someone can tell me in the comments, because there's already quite a few of you here, when was the last time Wolves actually won a game at Molyneux in front of our crowd, like a proper full crowd? If you can get the date for that, I'll be uh, be interested to know because it seems like a very long time since we've seen um, Wolves as a full Molyneux win at home. So if you've got the date for that, I'm sure some statos out there will know it. Um, and we're going to get obviously stuck in to the uh, to the show. 
Um, <laughs> Paul's already messaged because, of course, he will know he's saying it's Norwich at home in February 2019. Oh, my goodness me. Is that true? Well, we're going to bring on, anyway, the legend, the man, the myth, who does so much for charity. Um, and it's brilliant to have you uh, on. Welcome uh, back to the show, mate. Uh, it's Jason Guy. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, Dave. Apart from right now, I'm living in a caravan. Um, I'm having some work done on my house. And for that reason, me, the missus, who's expecting uh, little Olivia, and two greyhounds are living in a touring caravan. So, believe me, it's as testing as it is to watch wolves. <laughs> well, I, can, I remember you telling me about this. How long are you going to be until you can move into the new place? We've been in the caravan since uh, July, and we're here till November. <laughs> All right, so you've got quite a bit more, but hopefully you can, you'll be into the new place ready for Christmas. Hopefully, yeah. Just hope my marriage lasts that long. <laughs> I'm sure it will, mate, and she'll be all worth the pain. Uh, and I, I'm, to be honest, mate, I'm really chuffed that uh, you're here. I know you're worried about your internet connection, which seems to be uh, holding up. Jason, um, sum up your feelings after today's uh, performance. Um, let's just rewind. I was I was disappointed uh, with the news about Nuno originally, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and then in Bruno, I didn't know anything about him. Read up on the stats. Had a fantastic win rate at Benfica. Then it all seemed to go wrong, as it does with all managers that that you know before they get sacked. Anyway, come in, thought give him a clean slate, and I've been really impressed with the football, especially first three games. I thought we've been very, very attacking. Um, it, it, you know, it's been it's been good to watch. Uh, created loads of chances, which are obviously well documented. Um, did we deserve to lose the first three games? No, I don't think we did. You know, maybe four points from that, maybe even six points. I think that would have been quite fair, but we, we, we certainly didn't deserve to get no points. Um, and then we've come into, well, obviously went to Watford. Uh, need results, not excuses, of course. Then we went to Watford and probably our greatest performance out of the four games. Um, and, you know, we win. And then I thought that was going to give us a bit of a, uh, a bit of a leap, you know, uh, I was with the same feeling, Jason. I thought that's going to be the springboard. Yeah, springboard, that's the word I'm looking for. And the thing is, right, Dave, we shouldn't think like this, but you think Brentford at home, do you know what? Newly promoted team, you know, good chance of a win. And to be honest, we, we I'm not going to be completely in patches. We could see that attacking flair. Um, I've been very impressed with Samedo. Uh, I think, you know, he, he gets up and down and he gets in some great positions, better than some of our strikers, to be fair. Uh, Traore, um, eat the bar, and then, you know, that goes in. That was but a 1-0. Well, yeah, well, 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 when it's one all day, we're straight back in it, aren't we? But, yeah. obviously, the goal, the penalty, uh, Marchal, very experienced player. Now, when we signed Marchal, I thought, you know what? There's going to be, you know, a bit of shit shithousery about him, a bit of the dark arts. I genuinely thought that. I thought he'd be a, a really tough player, a bit of a musket almost. And and to be honest, um, I've been quite disappointed with him defensively. Today, the the tackle on Tony for the penalty is ridiculous. I've I mean, not seen it back, Jason. I've not seen it back. Was it a definite pen? A definite pen. He's rugby tackled him, Dave. And Has he? Ridiculous it was the other is. end, you see, to, to, to me from North Bank. We, we were like, he blew the whistle and we were like, was it Ambo or? And then we, he came through on 
Twitter, I think, that he'd, uh, he'd, he'd done that. It, to be honest, Jack, I don't know if you went to Watford. I went to Watford away and he was doing, he was holding the striker uh, uh, yeah. in the box to a fair bit there and he got warned a couple of times. So he seems to have that about him. I think the thing is in the Premier League, you can't get away with anything. Now, whether it's, he's, he's lacking a bit of pace because of his age, I don't know, but he can't afford to get caught out. You give uh, Brentford a penalty, Ivan Tony, what's his record? 12 in 12 on penalties now. Oh, he's a great penalty. Yeah, great penalty. And then, you know, 1-0 down. Obviously, game plan then has to change. And I think the second goal, once again, I was really disappointed with the defending. Uh, you can't... Kilman went to make that challenge. Nine times out of ten, he's probably got that ball. Obviously, player leaves him, puts the ball in, but there should have been someone covering, and the the lad it, it's into an empty net. Um, you know, it wasn't a great performance. We can't get carried away thinking, "All right, that's it now." But we have got to be really, really careful because whichever way you look at this, whichever way you dress it up, out of five games we've lost four, and you know the results don't really lie. Because there's something missing. We're attacking. It's well documented about the chances, but there is something missing. And we aren't scoring goals. We're not converting goals. Um, that's obviously a huge, huge part of the problem. And that has got to be addressed quickly. It should have been addressed in, in the transfer window. It hasn't. And now we're going to be stuck with the problems. We're going to be, you know, are we going to be stuck like this till January? Raul Jimenez, we know he's not 100% fit. That's evident. You but, saw Raul take his... Um, yeah. He had the header... And he had a header last week against Watford that went just past the post and he took, he physically took off his headband today, yeah. threw it off, I think in frustration because I don't know whether Raul's feeling that he's not getting the connection and he's missing yeah. these chances he should put in with his head because he's not feeling the connection of the ball. They're just going slightly wide. He's not controlling where his head is going. Yeah. I don't know whether that's, the frustration that he threw it off. I mean, we were, I was shocked he threw it off, but he, he, he took it off himself, didn't he, the last 10 minutes? Listen, if if he's got to keep that on due to medical advice, you know, that just shows the passion of the, the lad, doesn't it? And he, he's still the best striker at the club at the end of the day. He's still our best chance of a goal. He's still our best outlet. Um, and it seemed like towards the end, we were in a bit, you know, we were in a bit gung-ho and... Well, we had a lot of every attacker on the pitch, uh, on the bench, and on the pitch that we yeah. could get on, and we could still couldn't score past ten men. And 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 that's the yeah ten men. You know, I forgot about that. The, you know, playing against ten men. Um, so yeah, it was a disappointment. We shouldn't get carried away, I don't believe. But if we go to Southampton and don't get a result, um, that'd be five out of six. Yeah, and that's it. It does get a bit worrying. And you know what? I find, it, it, it's it's quite unjust, really, because the first three games, especially, we've, we've played really, really well. You know, we deserve to beat Man United. Um, we deserve but... to beat Tottenham. And we probably deserve to beat Leicester as well. The Leicester goal was a half-chance that Vardy finished. The, yeah. the Tottenham was a penalty that was debatable. And then the Man United yeah. goal was it shouldn't have even stood in the first place. Well, well even but... with the Leicester game, let's say Leicester, Leicester beat us. And then the next two games, we get, like I said, at the start, four or six points. It's it's completely different. Um, but, you know, it's it's not all doom and gloom, Dave. It isn't. I've been very impressed with the, the football under Bruno so far. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, so... And, and there's lots of stuff that kind of... I just, in hindsight, you look at the transfer window now and, you know, we, we could have really, really done with a striker. But, you know, like Bolly today, why didn't Bolly play? I mean, Brentford are a big physical side. 
You see yeah. some of their players, big units. Um, and I think that would have been suited more uh, to, to Bolly. I don't know whether he's not 100% fit. Do you know what my theory on that is, Jason? Yeah. My theory on Bruno said and stated on record that if you're in possession of the shirt, it's your shirt. I want yeah. you to have nightmares dreaming about the person that's going to take your shirt. Yeah. And I think Saïs has done quite well in that position yeah. up until today. Yeah. And today, and Cody and Kilman, and we always seem to struggle defensively against strikers like Tony, Antonio, Mitrovic, yeah. those, those strikers that are strong, hold the ball up and they can yeah. turn a player. Yeah. And when they're running at us, like the little tricky ones, they seem to be able to handle that. But the physical side of the strikers, you see Cody struggled, Saïs definitely struggled, and Kilman got turned yeah. uh, by Tony for the second. He tried to uh, make up for it, missed the tackle, and they got in and it was a tap-in. But I think the reason is that Saïs had done OK, and it, and then, obviously, I think I think you'll see Bolly and Yerson they'll start against Tottenham on Wednesday, and yeah. I think Saïs will lose his spot next weekend to Bolly. I mean, listen, Bruno, that's what he's there to make those decisions. Um, another another point that, that I wanted to make as well, right at the end, uh, we had the corner and Matinho didn't beat the first man. Now, yeah, a couple of times that happened today. Well, listen, I'm not going to slate him. He's a great player, right? He's given me some fantastic memories. You know, he, he's one of the best players I've ever seen in the wall shirt. But on a corner, you've got to beat the first man. You are 100%. Unless, unless you're playing it to the first man for a flick on. But yeah. you've got to hit the penalty spot. You've got to hit it right in the six-yard box. You've got to put them under pressure. And that's a crossing to the box, a chance to score. So if you can't beat the first man, that's really disappointing. Yeah, to be honest, I just want to read you the stats, Jason, from today's game. Yeah. I mean, again, Wolves 62 possession. We've dominated possession 38%. We've had 11 shots to Brentford's nine. They've had three shots on target. Bear in mind, they had the net, the ball in the net four times as well because there was two disallowed goals. Of course. You want to know how many shots on target Wolves had today? Go on. None. That says hard, everything. Isn't it, Dave? You know, it really... But, but even when we're having shots on target, they're not going in the back of the net. There was a the guy said to me on the way back out the ground today that we were having a laugh because there was that time when they put the flag up, that you know, and we we're having shots and we and it was they still couldn't put really? the ball in the back of the net. Uh, the flag was up and then we we're having a couple of shots and then they put it past the down. post in the second half. Jason, are you there? You got me. I down. think. Ah, oh, there you are. You're back. I thought you you, you, you cut me? out. Yeah, you cut out for a second there, mate. Just cut you there. <laughs> You're just frozen. Oh, I think we've we've. Uh, I think we might have lost Jason. Jason might have to uh, re-log back in. Um, yeah, so we we're just talking about the stats there. Obviously, Wolves are dominating the possession. Eleven shots to Brentford's nine, um, and three. Uh, shots on target, Brent. Wolves having no shots on target, which is a concern, is it not, about things? So we, we have lost Jason. We'll give him a, like a minute or two uh, to try and get back. Let's look look at some of the uh, the comments um, that we've got here. I mean, Tom Peake is saying Matinho is past it, although he has a, a, the last few games he's done quite good. Uh, Valar says we've got uh, still got a championship defence. That's fair comment, to be fair. Adrian, the key issue is the uh, is the goals. 
Um, Vinyl Revival, Matina cannot take corners, a joke, 100k can't beat the first man. Jason has mentioned that. Um, Katie said to Clifford say we need more players. Well, they're not cut. We've stuck with what we've got at the moment, Katie. Uh, Roger said he was absolutely fuming. I think we might have Jason back in a second. Um, Gaz said, never seen so much time wasting all my life uh, going to uh, Wolves, Matt and Murray Sunday up on TalkSport after the game. Away, proper away performance from Brentford. They did do a lot of uh, uh, time wasting. That's uh, to be fair. Yeah, uh, Kay, I just know Amy today must have been on Lover's Getaway. She is. She's out in the forest somewhere at Centre Parks. Um, Katie says we've made too many mistakes, even with Brentford down to 10 men. Um, Vinyl reckons Cody needs to be dropped. He got bullied again for a long time. He held us back. I'm not so sure he needs to be dropped, depending on the team that we play. But those type of players, do he does tend to struggle with. Uh, Derek's going for Pedence as man of the match. Um, who we got here? We got William Evans, Dave. Can I just wish your mom and dad a happy 60th wedding anniversary? Wishing them many more happy years. That's lovely of you. Uh, and I think we do have Jason back. There we go. Hi, Jay. Sorry about this, guys. It's it's caravan life, mate. That's what it's yeah, all about. Um, another thing, Dave, the time wasting. I've seen a few comments about that. The time wasting was just ridiculous. But listen, they kept falling over every ten seconds. Oh, but but listen, that was their game plan. They've got you know go a goal ahead or two goals as they probably wasn't expecting to, and that you know they they're, they're turning to it. And to be fair to them, um, you know we'd have done exactly the same, wouldn't we? If we was two 0 up away at Chelsea or Man City, listen, we'd do the same. And they, they, they did it well. They stuck to the game plan. And overall, the best team won today. I have to agree, mate. I've said in my post-match reaction, you can't take anything away from Brentford. They came with a game plan. They executed it. They were a bit like, the reminding me of us, the first season in the Premier League, the way they were very organised defensively and then sprung on the break yeah. every time they got the chance. Very Nuno-esque. Performance. Yeah. They did a job on us. We couldn't break them down. And the worrying thing, even when we had a good 30 minutes in the second half, down to 10 men with an extra player, we still didn't get a shot on target, Jason. That's that's the worrying thing. And the, the fact that, like I said earlier, going gung-ho, bringing so many attacking players on, it's like, you know, who does he trust? Who does he want on? He just chucks everyone on. And and to me, against but at home, that's a bit of a worrying sign. But what what would it's say? What do you sign? It's a sign of a squad that you know is seriously lacking depth. Yeah, absolutely, especially in midfield. And I, 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 do you know what, Jason? Obviously, think about your performance rate and your man of the match. Funnily enough, I could see like Morgan Gibbs White type of player being a real asset in that game. Uh, just behind the thing, playing them balls through the middle because we we're going wide all the time. We it was so predictable, wide, wide, wide. We hardly went through the middle in the final third, and yeah. we couldn't break it down. And Morgan does play. I mean, he's gone to Sheffield United, and a, and they're calling in the saviour of their season. You know, they I mean, won again today. Realistically, you know, this is probably what he needs. Morgan Gibbs White. I think we was all guilty of not being his biggest fan last season for what he was doing on and off the pitch. However, this season he looks to have matured. He looks to be a much better player. And this is what he needed, a good sustained loan, uh, spelling the yeah. championship. Hopefully at the end of it, he'll come back a better player and an asset. To well, play. I hope so, because he got injured last year against Swansea. And, they, and yeah. he probably wasn't going to be much of a starter. But we are thin on midfield. Yes. Um, I mean, outside, I mean, we've got Dendonka, Moutinho, 
and Neves, and who's the the other chap that we've got behind? Is it Cabano or Jude Jude? Who's the other one that's just coming Jude back? The midfielder, I think, and Corbiano's the striker. Yeah, be. he's just coming back from uh, from injury. So sum up um, uh, you, and give us your match rating, Jason, and also um, also your uh, your man of the match for today. Match rating, I'm, I'm going to give a six out of ten. Um, a, a lot to improve on. Man of the match for me today, just because he's always a constant threat and there always looks to be a goal in him. Although his end product isn't brilliant at the minute, um, we all we always see flashes of brilliance every game and I think we'd be a poorer team without him, Adama Traore. Adama Traore. Yeah, no, I mean, he, again, he, he was our main outlet. Uh, he did a few good crosses and there's a few times, very frustratingly, he got yeah. to the thing and then he overhit the cross, didn't he? A few times... Which was listen, disappointing. Listen, if he could score um, goals and cross it to the striker's head week in, week out, you wouldn't be at Wolves. That's no, reality. Would be worth a lot more and, as and well. I don't want to say that as a, as a Wolves fan, but clearly the reason his career has gone from Barcelona to Middlesbrough to Villa, etc. Um, six more like a four. I was being really polite. Um, the reason that his career has took that path is because of his end product, clearly. And if someone could get that end product out of him, um, then you know he's an absolute world beater. But for now, he's what he is. He's still a he's still a constant threat. He's still a thorn in these team sides. He's still unbelievably quick. You know, he's, he's a player which must be really, really difficult to defend against. Um, but you know, he, 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 for me, he, he, he was he was our best player today. I thought, but listen, it's all about opinions. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant, mate. To be honest, you, it's good to have you on because I, I always love your honesty. Uh, you have been reflecting on the um, on the start of the season, so it's good to hear that as well. And um, you've got a Christmas event, Jason, that's um, at the Mount. Um, do you want to just quick get have a quick plug for that whilst you're on? Well, it's sold out, Dave. I'll say it anyway. Has it? But yeah, we we do. Um, I'll squeeze you in, Dave. Oh, yeah. that's all right then. I'll squeeze you in, but we've got the Wolfpack Howlers. I help the for my sins help run the Wolves All Stars. So we've got the uh, the Wolfpack Howlers there, and we're raising money for three charities close to my heart: Breast Cancer Now, One P Three Six Family Trust, and the Neonatal Department at New Cross Hospital. So, um, but yeah, Dave, we need you there, mate. So come along with your camera, do some vlogging, and uh... that'd be great. What's the date? Oh, flipping neck. I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I can't remember. Twenty uh, something of November. I don't know. Dave. That sounds good, mate. I'll I'll, I'll be there for that, man, because I I think it looks like a good thing, and I need a little bit of Christmas party as well. Thanks for a great great cause as well. So yeah, yeah, I'll have a chat to you about that, man. That sounds really good, and it's at the Mount as well. So clearly, it's sold out quick. That has. I know. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've changed my mind. It's four out of ten to keep everyone happy. Four out of ten today, <laughs> Wolves. <laughs> good one to finish, and hopefully you can come on again uh, pretty soon in the near yeah. future, mate. Thank you very much for having me on, Dave. Keep up the brilliant work as well. What you do. I appreciate that. Thanks, Jason. And hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye. Absolutely brilliant today to get Jason on. I love the guy I do. He always talks so uh, he always talks so honestly. And I've been trying to get him on for the last few weeks and uh, fi- finally managed to get him on because uh, he's, he's just really good for what he uh, he has to say. Uh, next up, uh, another top Top lad, and he's got a real cool Castori top on today. Hello, Paul. How's it going, mate? Hi, Dave. Uh, good evening to everyone else as well. 
Ah, mate, and you've had you've had a busy day. Tell everyone about your day today. I've been out all day, uh, pretty much. It's um, I normally go to the games with my dad, but he's on holiday, so I met up with a mate today and um, actually got in town early and had had a bite to eat and just nice to um, not feel like it's all so rushed sometimes. Absolutely, mate. And how are you feeling after uh, after that? Surprised. I really didn't see that coming today. I think that's a real anomaly in our season so far, that performance. Because, okay, we've not been free scoring. um, But in all the other five games, including Forest, uh, we've played really well, created lots of chances. Not just had lots of shots, but created lots of clear chances. And that just didn't happen today at all. So, um, obviously, before the match, you'd be expected to beat Brentford, really. Nobody would... Nobody's going to think that Brentford are going to be the whipping boys of the Premier League this season because they're not. They're actually a pretty decent side. Um, they carry real threat going forwards. I did. Confident but, um, as well. They've got the momentum from last season. That's it. And But I really thought, OK, the goals haven't quite come yet. If we keep playing the way we've been playing, they will, for sure. And today's going to be the day. And I'm surprised that it ended like it did. Um, goals really change games, though, don't they? Because... Prior to the um, penalty, I thought we were starting to turn the screw a bit. I, I, I felt the same, mate. I, 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 at that point, I kind of thought we were starting to get a little bit of control in the game. Yeah, and I thought it's only a matter of time, really, before uh, we create a, ch- a clear chance and get the goal. But a bit similar to um, a few years ago, we had a, we had a spell, didn't we, where... We played Huddersfield at home, I think, Watford at home. We conceded a goal at home, and then very and then quickly... conceded another one straight after. Another one, and you can't blame the manager uh, for that, I don't think. For me today, it's down to individual errors. But if we could have kept it at 1-0 and then built a bit of momentum, but when it went to 2-0, with our goal-scoring record this season, it just really killed the game, I think, today. I have to say, mate, you have to. I just want to say a big thank you for Andrew for the donation. Mate, um, I've got to say, I I thought that as well, because it seemed like we lost that goal and then we lost our discipline. We had a warning just after, a minute later, goal disallowed. You thought we'd learn from that. thought, oh, maybe we've got lucky. And then they score again within five minutes and we're 2-0 down. And you give a team like Brentford a 2-0 lead to something to hold on to, um, already not given, we, we weren't able to break them down. I don't think we moved the ball quick enough. We were sloppy in the passing today, whereas in previous games we've been so slick in the yeah. movement, so moving the ball fast and creating the any. And it says it all, really. We, I mean, again, I'm just going to have a look at the stats. We've had no shots on top, but we had 11 shots now in the previous games. We've had like getting on towards 20 plus shots, close to 20 and 20 plus shots. And yeah, I, I think you have to give credit to Brentford on the way they, they nullified us tactically. Yeah. Um, and then they played on our weaknesses, which was our forward, and then hit us on the counter. And the defense were seemed very, very vulnerable today. They, there was like open every time they got the ball going forward and they could have scored. I mean, even down to 10 men, they hit the, they hit the post. 
Yeah. The start yeah. of the second half, Paul, we gave the ball away in the first. Neves, d- yeah. Dilly Valin on the ball. That could have been three right then. Individual mistakes and the game was littered with them. Um, you said a good word a minute ago, the word slick. I think all of yeah. our performances, even though the results haven't come, we have looked slicked. There's been nice combinations between the front players. Um, that didn't happen today. And I think another reason why... Um, we didn't create so much, is that the build-up was a bit too slow. I don't know if it's something that the manager can give as a, as a direction, but we seem to overcomplicate things a bit sometimes and take that one pass extra that we don't need to take. Yeah. So I think if I was the manager looking ahead to, uh, I know it'll change things around for Tottenham, but thinking to Southampton on Sunday, my instructions would be move the ball quicker um, and don't, Try not to overcomplicate things. And it might suit us playing away from home a bit more in that match. Because if Are you going for that one, Paul? I can't make that one. I'm doing uh, Tottenham at home um, and Newcastle. Wednesday. Yeah, um, but I'm out of action next weekend. But um, it might suit us playing away from home a, a bit more because teams won't sit in deep against us and, and make it so difficult. And I think, I know Southampton have had um, a really good result today. Well, they're, they're um, something like, I don't think they've won yet, but I think they're four and beaten. They keep uh, grinding out these uh, results. I mean, they way at City, a nil-nil draw, you know. Draw at Hunt United as well. Very, very well. Had a penalty that was overruled as well, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm obviously disappointed about the result and the performance, but looking at the bigger picture, I'm seeing um, a lot of improvement um, especially from the end of last season. I mean, I went to Watford last week and all week I've been so excited about this game today. Um, I yeah. left the match um, wishing that the next match was the next day. Um, and I haven't felt like that for quite a long time with lockdown and, and whatever. I've, you know, every game that I've been to this season, I've been so relaxed watching Wolves play and like calm and not stressing. And today it was kind of like a throwback to last year. Yeah. It was yeah, like it was. we, and we we've got this thing. I mean, I know we ain't scored many goals, but we haven't scored. In fact, in any of our games this year, I think I'm right in saying this. Even Forest, we've not scored a goal in the first half, Paul. Same even old story. Forest, they were, they were all in the second half. We we don't seem to have learned how to score in the first half of a game, and we all we we, we seem to. I've still got this habit of going behind and not scoring uh, first. Okay, I mean, last last week we did score first, but it was Watford that scored it for us, and we needed that bit of luck, and then we got the second. And we've played six games. I mean, how many minutes is that in total? 180, 360 minutes plus in added time. And we've, out of all of those, all of the goals have come in the second half, and, you know, four against Forest. One was scored yeah. by Watford, and we've scored one goal in five games with something like 80 shots. I know. Um, surely that's just got to be a strange early season, or it could happen at any part of the season, where you get these little runs and you get these strange statistics. It's a small sample size, so you'd like to think things like I'd like to say that after the first three games. That's how I believe him. But, like, after today... Bit like you, I was so positive. I was thought, you know what? Carry on playing like that. We're going to be like pushing up the table, 
top eight, top six, because we're going to start beating teams. And that that's against Leicester United and Tottenham, who are some of the bigger teams in the division. We got the result against Watford. Um, didn't play quite as well, but still were the dominant team. Looking, you know, okay, we just come back off the international break, couple of couple of days, so you can understand that. Had a week's worth of training at home to Brentford, who were no mugs, you know, but we should be putting them away. And I was, I think, like everyone, I was, I was thinking this is the day, and yeah. then it just doesn't materialise. No, change doesn't happen overnight, though. And if you look at the the ten outfield players that started the match today, I think I'm right in saying there was only Trincao that was new. Yeah. So. Fair enough, it's a new manager, new coaching team, but it's not... Doesn't that say a lot in its own, though, that the fact that Trincao is the only yeah, one... Does, yeah, it does. But these players aren't going to change their habits or performances that drastically overnight. And we have to show a bit of patience because the signs are there that the changes are moving in the right direction, even if they're not being carried out fully to the way we want them yet. But we can't expect with the same crop of players, really, for this huge change in style to bear fruit. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, you, you know, when you're, like, you're in, we're changing the style in transition, it's you're going to make mistakes and stuff like that. Um, I, don't, I don't know whether it was the early kickoff, it was really warm. Same for Brentford, they'd had a travel though. And uh, they look the they look at they look the confident side, and we started, although we huffed and puffed, we started to look like we were running out of confidence, and that's the worry, Paul, that I've got, is if the confidence starts to drain away, and they stop playing this football yeah. like they're trying to, they try playing it too methodical to try and rather than, you know, because they were making the mistakes to try to play it safer. And I, and I think the, the way that Bruno wants to play, if you start playing it a little bit safe, it don't work. That's it. They've got to continue to buy into what he's trying to do and believe that if they play the long game, the results will will come. But just picking up on a point in the comments there about perhaps the players aren't good enough. I kind of agree with that to an extent, because if you if you look at those players that started the match today, apart from Jimenez, who's still finding his feet, who of those starting 11 are going to score more than five goals this season? Because that, for me, is a problem. You'd say you don't Neves, you don't Neves would, um, you don't Jimenez would, uh, you don't Triori would, and you don't you, Trinco should be chipping in. Should, but they um, don't. They don't. The, well, I mean, the thing is, why, why is Jimenez taking the free kicks when we've got someone like Neves? He took yeah. that free kick at the end. I mean, yeah, it was a decent effort, but... Neves, we know, can hit the target from... I mean, it's been a long time since he has. But, like, he, he hasn't scored uh, for, for a while. But I, I'd rather see Neves taking a, a free kick and having Jimenez causing issues in the box for the knockdowns or it's parried out and reacting to it. Yeah. I don't get that. Plenty to work on, but I'm excited about Wednesday night because I think it's a real chance for players like Huang... Pedence, Dolly, Mosquera. Well, I'll give you my team for Wednesday, um, Paul. I think, obviously, Ruddy will start. I think Cody will probably still start in the middle. I think you'll see Bolly and Yerson uh, come in into defence. 
Um, I think you'll probably either see Matinho or Neves will still start in the middle alongside Dendonka. Wouldn't be surprised to see Aint, Norian, Hoover yeah. um, in there. And then up front, I think Wang will start. I think Pedence will start. Um, and I also think um, Fabio will probably start. So it's a good opportunity. At Tottenham, obviously, I think it's a. I, I think I personally think we'll beat Tottenham on Wednesday. I think they've got bigger fish to fry. What with the the Europa Conference League and all of those sort of things. But the key is, Paul, what changes would you make for Southampton next week? I mean, we did see Bruno go to a back four today uh, at, at points. Would you stick with the three four three? Would you, what personnel would you change? Would you stick with the formation? Stick with three four three, uh, because we create today aside with having plenty of goal attempts and playing well. Um, Bolly in for Sace, and yeah. either Pedence or Huang in for Trincao. Whoever plays the best out of those two on Wednesday, I think his shirt is up for grabs because didn't see much of him today. Trinkos. Yeah, I mean, he has looked good in certain games, but I've got to say, Pedence, for me, I gave, I mean, I, I, who are you giving your man of the match? Because my man of the match for 20 minutes was Daniel Pedence, because when he come yeah. on, he was he everywhere. He looked really sharp, yeah. And hungry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this driving home tonight, who would give man of the match to, and it's really not an easy choice, but I think every time Traore gets the ball, he just gives you that one bit of belief that something can be created. He never hides, um, and he was unlucky not to get an assist today. So even though it wasn't his best game for us... Unlucky not to score as well. Yeah, when he hit the crossbar, yeah. That's our look at the moment. It's the underside of the bar and comes out. Yeah, so probably him, um, although it wasn't his best game for sure. But he was the one um, player that I thought could make it happen for us. But, yeah, I agree with you about Daniel. I thought he looked sharp when he came on. Yeah, I can see him uh, uh, making his way into the starting lineup as well. And uh, what did you think about Raul's performance? And also, what did you what did you make of Raul throwing off his headband um, for the last 10 minutes, getting rid of it? I'm itching for him to score. I feel so sorry for him. He's such a nice bloke and such a brilliant player. Uh, having to go through what he's gone through must be so difficult. And being... So close to getting his first goal since being back today. I can understand why he's frustrated. Um, ultimately, it's down to the medical team to decide if he should wear it or not. And if he's told to wear it, then he, he really should wear it for his own safety. Yeah. Um, in terms of his overall um, performance and contribution since he's been back, I've seen quite a lot of people overreact, I think, on Twitter about... Uh, he needs to come out the side or he's, or he's finished. I'm seeing some good signs from him and we can't expect him to be at 100% yet, but I think he's getting there. He's had a good header just wide against Watford last week. Yeah. I haven't seen a replay of his header um, in the second half today. Just but Just wide again. Do you, I think that's why he took his headband off because I think he's, he's feeling this headband. I'm not... These headers that he normally guides in going wide because of the in his head. I think that's why he got rid of it. I, mean, I think it's, he thinks it's affected him in terms of his heading ability and he got rid of it in frustration. Whether it is or whether it's a psychological thing, I don't know. Yeah, 
it probably hasn't got the same like kinesthetic feel when he makes contact with, with his head. I don't know, but if he's told to wear it by the medical team, then for his own safety, he needs to follow those instructions. But I can understand and sympathise with him why he's so frustrated today. And um, actually, in the week, one thing that really got me excited about the match, and I advise everyone to do it if you've got five minutes, if you go on YouTube and type in Raul Jimenez top 10 goals, yeah. and it was a Wolves TV production, and I watched that this week, and I, I just it really reminded me what an amazing player he is, and how lucky we are to have him. So it's only five minutes long, and it's well worth um, a watch if you get a chance this week. But some of his goals, he just only. needs a goal, doesn't he? And what do you think of the uh, the new guy Wang? Um... Sharp, fast, strong, imaginative. Yeah, um, I'm seeing some good signs from him as well, and I look forward to trying to judge him over. A longer period of time on Wednesday. Absolutely. And what's your performance rating for today, mate? Can't give it higher than a four. <laughs> it's a fair comment. I think uh, I'm not sure if I gave mine on my match reaction. I think I'll probably give it about a five at best. Uh, but I'm struggling to give it a five, to be honest. I was just, um, I'm not panicked or worried, but my I was really, really positive even though we'd only got three points. And then today, that's knocked a bit of positive. I think the key is uh, we do against, uh, obviously, who gets to play on Wednesday and then what team turns up and plays against Southampton. Southampton has to be looked at as, as an opportunity. Yes. Um, we've got to look at it as an opportunity to put things right, to bounce back. Watford did that today away at Norwich. After losing to us, they, yeah, I mean, Norwich, Jesus, they've lost five in a row. and that, But I, you say that about Norwich, but they're only three points behind us in the table. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, but you've got to look at Southampton as an opportunity. Southampton, difficult to beat. I think they'll be hard to beat, but they're at home, so the onus is on them to try and come at us. And, you know, we've just... I just we've won our last three matches there as well. We have? Yeah. Lost two. Yeah. No, we've won two of our last three because Neto got the winner last time. And a couple of seasons before that, Jimenez got two when we were 2 yeah. down at half-time. Well, I'm doing a weekender down in Southampton, going down on the uh, uh, Saturday afternoon, probably go out for something to eat in the evening, chilled out, think it's quite a long way to drive. Yeah. So as it's on the Sunday, making a weekend of it down in uh, hopefully sunny Southampton and hopefully we'll come back. Uh, with the uh, the three points. I think extra time for that will probably be on the Monday night because of the long yeah, uh, journey uh, to come uh, back because it's about a three-and-a-half-hour trek and then you've got to have a stop. So extra time will probably be on uh, Monday, Monday night. Show that one for a change. Paul, uh, as always, absolutely brilliant to have you on. Just leave us with a positive, mate, before you go. I think today is an anomaly. Um, if you take the other five matches at the six that we've played, we've created lots of chances, look very bright, sharp, slick. Um, we have to think that today is a bad day at the office. We'll put it right next week. Absolutely. And Stu Kelsall says, top work, Paul. Paul, I always love having you on, mate. You, uh, I know you listen to it back on the podcast, don't you, when you're out and about? I do, yeah. Um, I often commute into work, so I listen to it there. But I fast-forward the bits where I'm on because I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you always talk so much sense. Paul, brilliant to have you on, mate. Thanks for taking the time today. And uh, I'll have to, I will probably, I will watch match of the day tonight because I want to see the uh, 
the incidents and see what the analysis is on of that. But uh, again, as you, as you can always do, well, you can always watch this back on Catch Up TV here on the channel or listen to it tomorrow when it's out on the Always Wolves podcast. Paul, as always, a pleasure, mate. And I'll hopefully see you, uh, maybe not on the Southampton one because you're not there, uh, but hopefully, who we got after that? Newcastle at home. Newcastle at home, and you'll be you'll be at that one, I'm guessing. Be there Wednesday in the the next home match yet? Absolutely brilliant. Cheers, Paul. Yeah, cheers, everyone. And See ya, Paul. We need to get that tennis game on soon, mate, because we keep talking about it. You've got my number. I'll try and organise it uh, with Manny, and we'll get down to West Park in the next couple of weeks and do that because I want to see how I get on with those big booming lobs to the back of the field, uh, back Bring of the on. court. <laughs> Catch you later. Yeah, cheers, everyone. See ya. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye. So that was Paul. Uh, as always, a friend of the show, always talks a, a lot of sense. And next up, we've got a young lad that I met in person today. He's tagged me on my Twitter. I think on Instagram as well, probably. Uh, all the way Hello. Uh, from Peterborough, Thomas, you've travelled today. What time did you get back with your dad, Thomas? Um, I want to say about six. Yeah, six. So you got back about six because it's a long day for you, isn't it? What time did you set off this morning? Um, I want to say about nine o'clock. No, not, not too bad then. And do you have a decent run? Uh, Yeah. So, mate, what did, you were there in person today yes. at Molyneux. Yes. Not the result that you wanted after all that effort travelling from Peterborough, but what, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling coming out of the game at the end? It was. It's, it's not the performance that anyone was expecting. Um, and it's, it's one of those ones because we didn't... I mean, no shots on target. That is abysmal. I mean... I mean, we we talk about having Jimenez and Adama and they're creating, yeah, they didn't create as much today, but we have to hit the target at least. And, you know, even when that was offside, you know, we're not hitting the target and it's worrying because, you know, we've only, technically, we've only had one player score a goal this season. because of Well, that's, well it's no technically about it in the Premier League. That is a full fact. Yeah. And that was Wang on his debut, and it was basically a knocking from two yards out with his knee and his foot. <laughs> um, and the um, so we've actually we've scored two goals this season, and the top scorer, our top scorers, if you in the Premier League, are the defender from Watford and Wang, who's who was played his first game. Yeah, it's um, not good, is it? No, and I I think I mean I said it when I saw the lineup. It's like, okay, we're starting off the same one again. But I think I would have started with Huang uh, instead of a player. So we do have that, like, guarantee he scored a goal on the pitch. Because if you have that, you know someone on the pitch has scored. You know, even if it was a tap-in, he scored. And I think it's it's that thing with Jimenez. I love him to bits. And... um I think he is off the pace. He's not... It's now he was... And I wasn't expecting it, you know, after such a horrific injury. And there's some moments where he's looked good. He's linked up with Semedo quite well so far this season, I thought. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he'll get back to his best. But I think when he's not, I think I'd like... All strikers need a goal. And when they're yeah. going for a goal drought, 
You know, they just need something to fall off the back of their heel or their backside or a miss-it shot that goes in and they're up and running sometimes. Yeah. And I think you've seen many strikers go through barren pastures. But in in more important than that, obviously, Raul's gone through a big injury yeah. and psychological thing mm -hmm. and he needs the goal i think just to get rid of that doubt that's in the back of Definitely. his mind at the moment and you can see the frustration that yeah. he's got um because because of him throwing the headband off that yeah. is pure frustration that I, is i i remember watching that and i, I was shocked because obviously oh he's got to keep that on for medical reasons no we've all read this where were you sitting today thomas we were in the Steve Bull, like um, next to uh, quite far along. We were next to uh, where we were shooting in the first half, and um, oh right, yeah, yeah. And um, just seeing it, I turned to Dad and I went, "He's taking his headband off." And I was thinking, "We, this whole squad is frustrated." You could see, Bruno, yeah. You could see Bruno's frustration, frustration on the sideline. And that was one because we weren't playing at our best, and two because they time wasted, and their time wasting was the most elite time wasting I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that was hundred percent. They were going down like uh, you know, and they. I mean, to be honest, that that they were disrupting us. They yeah. were you know stopping us from playing. There was dark arts going on there, but at the end of the day. They got the job done. Someone saying vinyl revival saying eight home defeats stretching back to Brighton. Is that true? Crikey, oh, that's true. I can't remember the last it. time I saw Wolves win at home, actually in person. No, I mean I mean I've only been to two Premier League games since we've gone up due to COVID and tickets not being that available. One was the game before the uh, COVID start, which was Brighton, which was nil-nil. And there's such there's a difference. But not a difference in the lineup, and I think that's something that goes down to Fossoon. And just seeing Gibbs White pick up all these goal contributions every week, it's got me thinking like, oh, if he was in our squad. I know, be... I know. And to be honest, I feel a little bit like that. That I feel like when we're so light in midfield, you know, why have they let him go? But they have because they want him to get the experience, toughen up from actually playing week in, week out. But then you like. We've only got, we haven't got any backup in midfield, and it's, it just again, it could, it, it's an option yeah. to have off the bench, isn't it? But I can understand that they want him to get the uh, the game time, mm -hmm. toughen him up, so that he will benefit Wolves in the uh, in the future. I do think that Sanchez will probably come in January, but that's a long, yes. long way off. I mean, who are you going to give your man of the match and your performance rating today? Well. I think going with midfield, I don't think I could give it to midfield. I thought Martinho, you know, when, when they went down to 10 men, you know, the amount of times Marcel was uh, was um, was on the wing and free space and Trincel, you know, he could have moved that a bit quicker. I, I don't really have a man of the match today. There were players that had good moments. Adama got some... I'm, I'm, not, I'm sorry, Thomas, but... You've got to pick one. You can't sit on the fence, oh, man. You've got to, oh, you've got okay. to edge someone okay. as your man of the match. I'll go with Adama. He put some good crosses in. And, you know, old Jimenez, where he, you know, before that injury, I think we would have scored quite a few today. But there was crosses where we weren't attacking them. Um, the mid midfield sat very deep. 
I wouldn't mind seeing Dendonka coming in deeper, switching to a back four, meaning Martinho and Neves can push a bit higher up. Yeah. Um, Sice, Sice is a... I mean, Sice and Kobe struggled today. Kilman had the odd mistake. Uh, to be honest, defensively, we did struggle today. They got bullied again. These, yeah. Like I said before, these type of strikers, the Antonios, the Mitrovic's, the uh, Tony, I mean, I would have loved someone like uh, Tony to have been at the sharp end alongside Raul playing Definitely. up front for us because he was fantastic for uh, yeah. for Brentford. He's, he's, he, he, it, it was like Raul in his prime type of thing. I mean, when we're hoping Raul does get back into his prime, but Tony was such a handful for our defence. Yeah. Running, chasing, linking up, heading, composure... He's, he's a striker full of confidence and we have not got strikers with in confidence. I'm hoping that will come, but yeah, I'd love to have seen him. And uh, to be honest, Tony is probably not going to be at Brentford for more than a no. couple of seasons. He's going to play at a higher level for definite. Definitely. Scoring today. Um, what changes would you make for next week? Um, I'd like to see Bolly or Mascara come in. I think we needed some... Someone like them, because I've seen the reports of Mascara, quite a physical player, heads the ball well. If we had him or Bolly to deal with Tony, it could have been a different game today. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe see Podence come into the starting eleven when he's come on. He's made the difference. And I thought, I mean, me and Dad thought Trinsal was a bit, you know, looked a bit slower today. He didn't look as in the game. He didn't really make any yeah, impact, did Vinyl Revival says uh, he does need to be roofed a lot underperformed today. I think, to be fair, I think you're right. I think that there's got to be changes. I think, yeah, I think there'll be a lot that get an opportunity to impress on um, on Wednesday night. But yeah. I think that next weekend we will see Saïs that will be uh, dropped to the bench, and I think we'll see Willie Bolly. After playing on Wednesday, if he comes through, that will be back in the uh, the team, either in a back four or a back three. Yeah. Um, and you know, you look at Daniel Pedence; he looks so hungry at the moment, and yeah. he he, made, he was everywhere making things happen. Um, again, I agree with you there. What can we change in midfield? Not a lot. Exactly. Um, not bad day at the office. Put it down to, and mm. hopefully we we'll go again next weekend. Yeah. Goals win games and uh, performance rating three out of ten today. We have to hit the target, you know, and it it didn't happen today for us, unfortunately. But I think the play styles look good in previous games. It looked good at some times today, and um, I think we'll be okay this season. I think we will. Uh, you know what, Thomas? I think we will be okay, but I don't want us to just be okay. I want us yep. to be like. Yeah, you know, standard. pushing up that table for a top eight, top seven, top six finish. And I think Definitely. it's still within our reach if we can click. But then at the other end, are we going to be like getting into sort of January, February, March and just going, oh, well, we just want to make sure that we uh, we stay in the division. At the moment, everything is in play. Um, I always think in the table, you start to see a true reflection after 10 to 15 games. Yeah, I think that's Christmas. the time to judge. Still early in the season, but we've got to start putting some results together. And to do that, we're not we need to start putting the ball in the back of the net. Exactly. 
and we had no shots on target today. Thanks ever so much, Thomas. Thanks for having me on. You're most welcome, mate. There's young Thomas. Had a very long day today with his dad all the way from Peterborough. Got uh, spotted me on my way down to the game and uh, got to meet him and his dad today, which was uh, lovely. And the bookend of today's show, as he loves to be, um, waiting in the green room. Hello, Scott, mate. You're right, man. Tell us about your day today. How your you know your whole day? What what what? How did it go? Yeah, not too bad. Um, got up uh, really early because one of the lads woke me up by calling me. Um, got up, went to town, had a few points, then headed over to Molyneux and was in Steve Bull today. I was over in the Steve Bull, were you? Mm. And um, when you left the went, left the ground, mate, what was your feeling? Um. Yeah, not happy at all. It's probably one of the worst performances I've seen among you in a long time. Um, basically, the best way I could sum it up is this. Half an hour into the game, and if you ignore the handball and the offside, we're 3-0 down. Come to yeah. the 35th minute, we're 4-0 down. <laughs> That's the best way to sum it up. <laughs> if, if, there was, if there was no offside, no handball, we're 4-0 down at the 35th minute. And I was just looking around... Uh, every, all the all the Wolves fans and the heads are down. They can't believe what they're watching. It's like we just crumbled and we got saved by a handball decision and an offside decision to literally give us some dignity at the end of that first half. Yeah. Second second half, I'm thinking we'll come out stronger. Um, Chan's on. I can't pronounce his name. He Chan. He Chan. Uh, it, it's either He Chan Wang or yeah. Wang He Chan. Let's just call him uh, ha- Chan for now. But yeah, um. Basically, when he came on, there was urgency. He was chasing down every ball. He's putting himself around the pitch. So I thought, oh, this is going to you know, go a bit better for us this second half. But the best way I could sum it up was Nevers was given the ball right at the edge of the box, and he loses it. That was and then, right in the first 30 seconds of yeah, the start, which doesn't ex- set the tone for the second half very well, does it? Exactly. As soon as you see that, you're thinking, right, okay, this ain't going to get better. This this ain't going to get better at all. But when you see the performance that Chan was putting in, chasing down everything you start to think that if anything's going to happen, it's going to come from him because yeah. he's he seems like he's more up for it. Now, I've said from the beginning that Neves and Traore have probably been our best two players this season so far. I mean, Neves has been great in every game. Yeah. Apart, you know, you, look, you, look at, you look at this game, they were probably arguably the two best players on the pitch again, but this was probably their worst match they've played because Neves was making mistakes. Traore's crosses weren't always hitting home. But to give credit to Traore, the crosses he was putting in, nobody was going in for them anyway. Yeah, but he did. Put, that's true because there was a lack of um, people in the box. But there's a few times when he just like with he got to the byline and he hit it so yeah. hard and high, it just went, it went right over over yeah. everyone. And you had to be like about twenty two foot tall to have got and, any of them crosses. And when and that you're looking, so disappointing because at those times there were people in the box. And when you're looking, the- when you're looking at the fact that Nevers and Traore are arguably our best players this season so far, and they're having a bad game, you know this game's not going to go our way at all. Brentford came with a game plan. They got it right 100% with the time wasting as well in the second half. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like you could see that, um, what's his name now? One of their like main players at the back, Posen. Posen? Oh, do you know what? I met his dad, stepdad before the game. Yeah, his father-in-law. Like, I actually when, met his father-in-law, the number five. Yeah, big guy, big beard. Oh, no, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Posen or something like that. But 
he got he took his time coming off the pitch and Marcel was having a go at him saying like what the hell are you playing at the ball was about to go and get kicked off but the ref had to then yell at them again because you're seeing them going at each other on the touchline still with running the mouth and you're thinking to yourself like this just sums up what Brentford came to do they came today to with a game plan and they got it 100% right and for us we fell hook line and sinker for it but it didn't help that one we were absolutely poor today Two, the ref was absolutely awful. And three, the time wasting was never punished. It was never punished by that ref. And that just summed up the ref completely. But you can blame the ref. You can blame their time wasting as much as you want. But at the end of the day, we were just absolutely shockingly poor today. And for me, it summed up kind of some things I've said early on. So Trinkao, don't get me wrong, I think he's a great player. But today summed up that Neto will take his place straight away as soon as he's back. Because Trinkao, for me is not ahead of Neto. Uh, it also showed that Chan should start because Chan seems like he's more up for it. He's more up for, you know... Are you saying a, that a Wolves players are not up for it, Scott? Not all of them. Um, uh, for me, like Marcel, Marcel was good. Like I've heard a lot of people say when Johnny comes back, Marcel will be out. Maybe so, but I think Marcel's been all right this season. I think arguably today, some of the crosses he was putting in were poor, and that's why I think he ended up coming off and Trinkay dropped back. But then Trinkay was doing nothing from that position anyway. So for me, like I would love for every player to have Neves' attitude. Neves arguing with the ref all the time when there's a decision gone away. Neves passionate, chasing, the, yeah, is chasing it, is it every ball. Chasing down every ball, fighting for every ball, communicating with his team. Neves is walls through and through. Anybody who thinks he'll ever leave this club is an idiot. Neves ain't going to leave for a long time. Neves is happy here and he loves this club. And he, he shows that on the pitch by his performance, especially when Bruno has gave him now the chance to basically go out and play more attacking football. But today, Never, it was probably one of Neves' worst games. But again, he was still one of the best players on that pitch today. And when he's not when he's not fully on song, we don't tick as well. Um, to be honest, I mean, I, I went to Watford last week, and, and Neves was running the show. Yeah. Um, it we weren't we we went. I think the, the the penalty we were kind of slightly in the ascendancy start, and then they had the penalty, and then we sort of just well that, that penalty. That penalty, the people around me were saying, like, look, look at what's happening there. They're going to give away a penalty the way they're going on. And I, I was watching it, and you can see the ref had it like a quick word. Not much of a word, but a quick word. And then as soon as he pointed to the spot, it was like, wow. Like, it, literally, the people around me would guess it right. He was going to go to a penalty. And it was because we fell for what hook, line, and sinker, again, for what their game plan was. The game plan was to get into our heads, and they got into our heads, hook, line, and sinker. And the fact that Brentford ain't a bad team either... They play some really good football you know today, what? Brentford. I think you're right. Fell into the game plan. They've targeted Marcel. If I watched the game against Watford last week, yeah, um, he was holding on to players and he got warned a couple of times then. And if they've watched that back, they probably clearly thought we can target this. Mm -hmm. We can get to him because he can get wound up. Um, and he's. I haven't seen it back. Because it was the other end, I didn't see Definitely it. Definitely a penalty. Later, but apparently it was rugby tackled. It's stupid. Definitely a penalty. Uh, but the, Bruno's made the point in his post-match statement that they, at the other end, the same thing happened with one of their players uh, doing the same on Trincao, and yeah. the penalty wasn't given. But that's that just comes back to the ref. The ref was shocking today. Um, you could... He's like, a championship ref, wasn't he? I, I don't know, but he should... 
he doesn't even belong in League One, let alone Championship. But for me, it was it was just he was awful. He was literally really awful. And it wasn't just for us, like some of the decisions for them. I know more went their way, but even some decisions for them, I thought, you're really going to give them that? Like, okay, for, fair enough. But like literally, again, I could bring it back to, we could blame the ref as much as we want. We can blame their time wasting, but it boils down to that we just weren't at the races today. We was absolutely poor. And this is probably the worst game that we've had under Bruno. Definitely um, it is, especially... Um, I think most of us didn't see it coming and we thought that the Watford game was a, a turning point and that we'd uh, kick on today. And I think most of us in our minds thought, right, we've got that first win. We've scored a, a couple of goals, be it one was uh, a Watford own goal. We've had a week to train. Here we go. Brentford at home. Ideal. Win this one. Six points. Score a few goals. Build the confidence. on, And then we go on to... Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's not happened. And we're like, where did that come from? And I think di- it, it's disappointing. But I, I think it's a blip on the radar. I don't think it's going to happen regular. I know we're five games in and don't look good. But the positives to look at are we are playing better football under Bruno, more attacking football. We're creating a lot more chances than what we did under Nuno. Um, you look into the fact as well that we're not in the relegation zone yet. We're no, still, we're still, we're still out of that. We've got a, arguably a game coming up in Southampton that we can win if we actually turn up. We can, um, we can, we can win, and we can go to Southampton yeah. and win. And I'm hoping that we will. And I'm hoping that today's performance is a blip. They'll look at it, they'll learn from it, they'll use it as a learning exercise, and we'll go and get a, a, a performance against Southampton next weekend, and we'll put everything back right. And and I also. Think it's a big opportunity on Wednesday night for a lot of other players to stake a claim. But that's what I was about to say. With the fact that you got top Duke Council says here, nobody is undroppable and he's bang on right. Yeah. I think you nobody can be undroppable. You can't have anyone in in the team. It doesn't matter whether they're Cody, whether they're Jimenez, who Moutinho, whoever, everyone, if they're not quite on form, sometimes needs to rest out the team. I know we would like a cup run. And I know we want to put out the strongest team we can against Tottenham. But for me, this is a chance to start Chan. I would even start Silver ahead of Jimenez for this game. Um, I would literally start Podence as well. Give these lads a chance to go out there. Still a strong team. You keep the basics, but bring Bolly back into it. If Mosquera is ready, bring him into it. You know, obviously play Ruddy because it's a cup game. But there's arguably enough there if you drop a few to still win that cup game. And it also gives Bruno another chance to have a look at these lads and see when it comes to Southampton, who does get dropped and who does get replaced. And I guarantee you, Channel come straight in for Trinko. Trinko will be the first drop. And I guarantee you, Mosquera and Bolly are coming in somewhere along that defence line. And I think Sace will be the first victim to go. And I hate to say I, I that because Sace is... Bolly will be East next, next yeah. week. I think Yerson uh, and, uh, and Bolly will get full match uh, yeah. On. Um, I Wednesday. guarantee. You, I guarantee you Wednesday it'd be Cody, Bolly, and Yerson. Yeah, hundred percent. And it needs to yeah. be. And I think Bolly will come back in. I think so. I think Sayes had been playing well, and, and and Bruno says if you're playing well and you've got the shirt, it's yours to keep. Yeah. But if there's someone, and but today his performance wasn't on it, and I think Bolly's there waiting, and I think he'll come in the side. And I think, you know, if he's fully, if we've got a fully fit Bolly, we do look a 
a lot better and, he, and defensively in both. But I mean, the other thing that I'm disappointed with as well is our set pieces still. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We've not done enough with our set pieces, and that's something that we've got to. Uh, we've got well, to that, free, that free kick near the end, Nevers was standing over it, and I thought, right, this is Nevers' territory. Nevers is going to have a pop at this. And it was Trincao. Why is Trincao taking the free kick? I don't know. Like, and literally, then after he misses, his head's down, and he's walking back over to the position where he, he he's playing. But you could tell, like, at that point, Wolves were done. Like, Brentford had done the, their job, and Wolves had just knew that it weren't going to be their day. And he, well, another thing as well, like, um, I can't remember who it was, but they said, like, a group of people around them were laughing when the flag had been up for about five minutes. Yeah. And we were having all these shots. We were doing the same because it just summed up perfectly. We can't score. Like, the flag's been up for five minutes. You've had every, yeah, every single player near enough shooting at the goal and the ball still don't go in. It's just, it just not our look. But eventually, Dave, I'll tell you, it's going to come. It's going to come. We're going to smash somebody. I don't know when. I I've been, saying this, two, I've been saying this for two years. We're going to smash someone. <laughs> uh, I'll put it out on the Always Wolf Twitter. It's today, the day that we uh, give someone a raw thrashing. That that backfired. Didn't go out. Uh, we didn't. But, mate, you've got to stay positive. I'll say it's early you doors. It's one Five game. Games. That's it's all it one is. game. The rest of the performances have been good. The key now is how they react to today. If they There's react a in a positive way and we kick on, great. If we have another performance like this next week and it starts to become a concern. I guarantee you, knowing us, because it's Wolves, we'll beat Tottenham. We're all happy because we beat them and probably beat them comfortably. Then we'll play Southampton and lose. Or um, draw. That's literally the best way it could always go for us nine times out of ten. Right, right now, I'd take a, put, a draw away at Southampton. It's oh, a way definitely. Day. A draw away definitely. in anyone in the Premier League, but I hope we can win. And I hope we, I hope we beat uh, beat uh, Tottenham, and I think we will. I uh, think we will. Because I'm not sure what scene they'll put out, and we should go and win that game. But uh, we've got to go and beat or play a lot better against Southampton. I mean, Wolves fans will forgive everything if the performance is there. Like they have done with the games against Leicester, Tottenham and United. We were like, OK, yeah. we lost, but we were unlucky. We were the bad team. A really good performance. And today, I think that's what it is. It's an anomaly. Is it a blip? Let's hope it's a blip. Because if it's a blip and it's an anomaly and they can learn from it, and I'm sure they're going to be studying it and learning from it and using it as a learning exercise, and we push on and we would go forward from that, then great. If the performance next weekend is of a similar ilk, then you you, you start to think, I, I, but hopefully it won't be. If you look at the positives, we're only five games into the league. There is a lot more teams that are a lot worse off than we are. Um, So for me, at the minute, it's going to come, it's going to click eventually, but we've just got to be patient. And we already know that we're playing better football under Bruno and it will get there. <laughs> okay, says uh, why we're we still making excuses. We're not making excuses. We're talking it through. We're trying to have a bit of positivity. It's not. It's disappointing today. Um, come out of the game like. But make no, but make no bones about it. Was, they stung us. No, make no bones about it. Like we were rubbish today. They deserve their win. Is it worrying times? In a way, yeah, because I would like to see a lot more goals going in for the chances we're creating. But we, we've got to look. We've got to look at it realistically. We're five games in to the campaign. 
Anything can happen between now and the end of the season. Do I think we're going to be in a relegation battle? No. Do I think we're going to be struggling to make top 10? Definitely. I do think if we finish anywhere, it's going to be 12th. At the, cu- oh. at the current rate of time at the minute, I reckon it's going to be 12th. Yeah, if we, ki- I mean, if we kick gone. on... Yeah. If we kick on, if we kick on, start putting the goals in and start winning games, then may, maybe finish above tenth. But I, at the minute, I can't see it. I reckon twelfth. Okay, and your man of the match and performance rating? The only person that I saw that didn't put a foot wrong, but he didn't really do much either. But like he didn't put a foot wrong was Samedo. So Samedo. For, so for me, I'll I'll give it Samedo. Um, as for match rating, I'm same as Thomas three. Three. Well, there you go. You know, that's again, fair again, no goals. Again, a lot of chances and nothing happens. And again, it's no points. So, three. Absolutely. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed this video, um, please uh, smash it a like. It'll take you half a second on the video and let YouTube know that you enjoy the content. Feel free to leave a, a comment below on what you've heard today. Uh, check out my instant man match reaction with... Uh, Sensational Stan and Magic Moss. The match day vlog will be out sometime tomorrow, and then you'll have the international fan reaction after that as well. One quick thing as well, Dave, which was I thought was funny today. I think I'm starting to get recognised from being on your show now <laughs> because I was walking up the steps, yeah, and I was trying to get to my seat, and this woman was like, "You need to go around because obviously this is only a small section." And I was like, "Okay." And as I walked past, this guy smiled at me, so I just smiled at him back, and then he said, "Are you Scott from the internet?" And I was like. Yes, he's like thought so. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I'm just carrying on walking, but I'm presuming Scott from the internet is Scott from Dazzling Dave's. Extra I've time. seen you on the, uh, probably seen you on the. the channel. <laughs> Quite a few people actually today that came up and said how much they're enjoying the content. So yeah. I always love it when uh, when I get positive feedback, uh, and I do appreciate that. And uh, you know, thank you to all of you guys that take the time to come and watch this live and join in the conversation. I'll read every message. I'll put some on the screen as much as I can to help the conversation flow. Your support for the channel is absolutely uh, amazing. As you probably know, we've got shortlisted for the second year running for Premier League uh, fan channel of the year and the podcast is uh, shortlisted for Premier League podcast. Well done for that as well, Dave. Very, very proud of it's just nice to get nominated and, uh, you know, it puts all the uh, the work and stuff that we do, but it wouldn't be anything without you guys supporting it and watching and sharing and commenting and joining in the conversation, which is why we do the lives. And thank you to Spider VPN that's powered this one. Of course, I get Casino 36 Sports Bar and Pitch Football are also supporters of the channel as well. And whether or not you're watching this live, watching it back on Catch Up TV on the uh, on your YouTube or you're listening to the podcast. Uh, just keep the faith, early doors, bad day at the office, and uh, we've just got to hope that uh, things do pick up and we start scoring the goals. It seems like Groundhog Day, apart from this time, we haven't had the performance, but maybe we'll play bad and we'll stop. We'll, we'll, we'll have three shots and they'll all go in or something. I, I don't know. But uh, thank no you very problem. much. Uh, again for being patient in the uh, to come on last Scott and uh, one final thing Scott why did you want to know my top size <laughs> I got you a gift I'll send it to you once I get, once it arrives all oh, right okay <laughs> um, 
I'm intrigued. Okay. So anyway, guys, from me and Scott, uh, love to you and your family. So tomorrow, I can tell you that um, I'm taking with my family, my mom and dad, out for a meal uh, to celebrate their gold. Uh, this, uh, is it gold diamond? Was it diamond wedding anniversary? Sixty years, um, and we're going out for a nice meal tomorrow. So um, I will. And I have done, if you've left comments in the videos and on Twitter and on social, I do read them out to them and they're very, very grateful for the love and support you give them as well. So, oh yeah, and they they, they wanted to say, my mom did, that they've had a card off the Queen. Congratulations. Oh, wow. On their Congratula Congratulations for that. And Merv Bennett has sent them a card as well. <laughs> he, he delivered it <laughs> in person. After the uh, the reaction, my mom was chuffed with that as well. Said like happy anniversary. Carl says enjoy the meal. Well, we will do. Trudy says uh, another great show, Dave. Thank you very much. Well, guys, it wouldn't be anything this channel without you guys. Okay, says congrats to them and congrats, chaotic, uh, lovely for them both. Absolutely lovely. We love you all. Love to you and your family wherever you are. From me and Scott. Always wolves, Scott. Always wolves. Thank you, everyone. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.